Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. And we have moved locations. The uh, the Comedy Podcast Network headquarters has uh, has moved. We're in a new building. We're still in the penthouse. Yeah, we added another floor to make the penthouse even higher. Yeah, but that's still below the Hanging Gardens. Yes, of course. You want to be below the Hanging Gardens because all the cherry blossoms are in season. That's right. Fragrant. Um, so we're a comedy wrestling podcast. We bring you the fun and funny of wrestling each and every week. We are comedians living in Hollywood and we love professional wrestling. This week is no different. We've got all kinds of fun stuff in store. Battleground just went down. Yeah. Uh, I could say I love wrestling this week. Oh, good. Yeah. Bat time. Yeah. What did you love about wrestling this week, Steve? Uh, I loved the pieces of Battleground that I saw. I saw the Kevin Owens-John Cena fight. Yes. I thought it was awesome. Yes. I saw Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns, which I thought was awesome. Yes. And I saw Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins, which, uh, watching it on the network, that like I could tell there's only 14 minutes left in the pay-per-view, which is, I think, one of the one things I dislike about the network is knowing how much time is left on like a playlist or something well you're skipping around so that's your fault buddy it is but i still know how much time is left and like even like when i'm watching a pay-per-view if if i can't see the clock it could it feels like there's always more to come and i feel like that's always exciting who's to say brock lesnar can't put seth rollins away that quickly ah i think he could based on how that match is going it's a beast versus an architect yeah (laughs) sadly they didn't prepare him for that in his engineering class yeah uh, how do I destroy a beast? I don't know. Build a cage? Uh, no, 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 no. Build a bridge and then blow up the bridge with the beast on it. Oh, but then you're blowing up your bridges. Oh, I guess we'll blow up that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. Sorry, Bo Bridges. You're going to be blown up. Um, I really liked that match a lot. I thought the Cena-Rollins match was really, really good. Oh, the Cena-Rollins match, huh? Oh, wow. I'm looking forward to that, too. <laughs> You hear that? Uh, no Mercy 2017 <laughs> for the European Championship. Slow build. No, the Lesnar-Rollins match I thought was like I thought it was really awesome. I mm-hmm. thought it was really cool. And I realized, uh, did Lesnar do more moves when he debuted? Like in that first sort of in, those, in his first couple of years. What do you mean? Like, didn't he do like he did a torture rack as well as the F5, and he also did yeah, he did a bunch suplex. of moves. He does he did a bunch of moves. He does yeah. a lot less moves now, well, but I like it. He, I really like. He doesn't need to do any more moves. He uh, he has dubbed a town uh, where his move set is from. But he was doing that before he dubbed the town. I guess people hadn't. They didn't know they were living in Suplex City. They right. were just living there. And then they were driving by going, oh, this seems nice. There's a lot more suplexes here than in other places. Seems kind of a destructive place, but they got an Arby's, so, you know, yeah. whatever. It's not raining as much as Tacoma, so I guess, I guess, you know what, honey? Let's brave the suplexes. Yeah. Oh, God, honey, no. <laughs> just, it's like it's like the movie Breakdown, but with suplexes. Yeah, just, you, you, <laughs> you're just getting suplexed for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell just has to watch and not do anything about it. Until, the, until, the, end, until the end of the match when he mm-hmm. says, you've got my wife in a hole in your barn. And then he just shoots him. Yeah, they just do shoot a lot of people at the end of that movie. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Well, he finally gets guns. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Mostow, the guy who directed Terminator 3. Oh, mm-hmm. he plays Kurt Russell. Yeah. Uh, wait, hold on. Yeah. No, that's not true. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. I was just saying yes. I was just saying gibberish. I. It's my job to agree with the gibberish that you say. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to use that for evil purposes right there, but I couldn't. Hey, look, if you need to. I can't. I can't do it. I bet you can. I could, but I won't. All right. So, but as long as you know that you're capable of it. So, what's good? That- I'm a talking cucumber. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it'll be a guest of the podcast soon enough. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the new ad representative for Global Force Wrestling. I'm sure he is. Yes. Then soon we'll get a we'll get a very in depth analysis from the talking cucumber. Hey, look, you got to be a really smooth operator to deal with international advertisements, especially for a wrestling promotion. So you got to be one cool customer. <laughs> Uh, I need to do drugs. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> don't don't I? Uh, at some point. Honestly, I think for you, yeah. I, yeah. Honestly, I think you're in the best point of your life to do drugs. Maybe not emotionally. No, no, not at all. Like when it comes to like I don't know smoking weed or something like that. 
wait till you're in your late 20s, 30s, because all of your brain. Steve, I've passed my late 20s. Uh oh. Uh, you're all your a lot of the growing your body's going to do in the development of the brain is sort of like you've settled into what you're going to be for the, for the rest of your life. And if you're disappointed, then maybe you should check out. Hmm. I am kind of disappointed. But I mean, I think maybe it, I should check out. I think the way weed is being classified at this point, it's the same as having a bottle of wine or a couple glasses of wine. I mean, don't drive. But I think if you're in a comfortable place, then yeah, you're really going to enjoy Assassin's Creed 6 or whatever. If you sit down and get I will I or would I be trying to get all the Templar flags? Ugh. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it sounds like a really just excruciating mini game like the only way to get 100% in Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that's yeah. what are there. And Assassin's Creed 6, what is that? That's Assassin's like... Creed 2, I only have uh I'm missing one flag. It's like the Riddler trophies. Sorry. I'm sorry. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. That's like by then it's what like 1985 in mm -hmm. in like uh you're Scottsdale, passing... Arizona. <laughs> that's yeah, you're like passing the... Marty McFly. Yeah, that's He's going to the Twin Pines Mall. Yeah. And, and you're just a guy wearing a hoodie who like who just keeps putting steak knives up his sleeves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what the game is. I'm really excited for it. <laughs> it doesn't Assassin's exist. Creed 2 coming out already. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so there's a lot of speculation about Battleground and what the next show will be with SummerSlam. So obviously it's Taker Lesnar. They set that up. That's yeah. what all of Raw was about. If you watched, I only watched the Hulu version of Raw and... That's what the majority of that show was as well. Like it was just loaded with that. Like they, was, they they kept coming back out. Like Undertaker forgot his hat in the ring. Or Taker came out to talk at the top of the show, and you thought what do you say? What do you say? You thought my voice was all like uh, uh, sexy. I think we determined last week that your voice is sexy. Yeah, but now it's gravel meets mucus. You were Undertaker. I, my my throat. And Taker's as well. It's like he also went to the Flamingo in Las Vegas, which is a shithole and really fucks up your throat. Don't stay there. Uh, brought to you by the Tropicana. I was going to say brought to you by the Palazzo. <laughs> um, they don't need sponsorship. They're huge. Yeah, they should be because they have nice air in there. Nice, nice air. They bring it in from Italy. So uh, Taker comes out and says, you know, I was fine with you beating me. Streaks are made to be broken. Ooh, cool. Keeping, uh, uh, talking them up. But you had to keep letting it be known that you won. You had to keep needling me. You had to keep saying it. So that's what pissed them off a year and four months later. Ah. Hey, look, but that's a year and four months. That's called anticipation. Sure is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially after we see Undertaker do a pretty good match with the Bray Wyatt afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. Which I really liked. It wasn't it didn't blow me out of the water, but it was just really cool to, to see him fight Bray Wyatt. Yeah, and now you have two handkerchiefs that symbolize that. Or oh, two, the shirts that don't fit? Two baby tees. Hey, look, I need those for my arms. <laughs> yep. Uh, so uh, then he says that the match is on. Then Triple Oh, this is the funniest thing that happened was they, they cut backstage to Triple H and Stephanie watching it on the monitor. So... Um, Triple H tells Stephanie to get the PR team on this and to start talking about it. So that's, <laughs> the, first, that's the first thing. It's like, it's a live show. If the PR team isn't watching this, you have a shitty PR team. Second, four guys in suits at, at, at catering, just at eating Buffalo hot Wild dogs Wings. and nachos. What are you guys doing at Buffalo Wild Wings? It's like, nah, everything you had at, at catering is the same stuff you had last week. And plus, we didn't know what town you're going to. We didn't know. Are you? Are you in Scottsdale? Are you in Tempe? Where are you? <laughs> We're in Phoenix. So that happens, and then um, Triple H says, "I got a call to make sure Heyman and Lesnar don't show up because it'll be it'll be too much trouble." It's like, well, hold on a second. You're telling the PR team to get all over this and do this. And then you're telling the other two involved in this fight, don't show up because that'll be a problem. You suck at PR. Stay away from the PR team, Triple H. Yeah, that's just bad narrative. I mean, honestly, he's trying to raise the stakes. Like, oh, is Brock Lesnar going to show up? But at the same time, he's sort of he completely undercut it by saying like, Hey, you know it'd be really great if Brock Lesnar showed up. Like that's what the first PR guy. I say PR guy, I should say in quotes, the whatever right. local actor they hire as the PR guy. Right. He should be like, Whoa, you should get Brock Lesnar in here. No PR guy pedigree. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, uh, Heyman is there. He talks in the ring about the whole thing, and it's awesome, as always. And this is mega awesome. And then Taker comes out, and then Lesnar comes out, and they fight, and they fight, and they fight, and they fight, and they fight. And the whole locker room has to break them up, officials, everybody. Um, and they fight more backstage, more breaking everybody up. But what was kind of weird was, and all the fighting that they do, at no point do Lesnar or Taker knock guys out to get to the other guy. They just shove past him or get away from them. Never does Undertaker just look at Curtis Axel and just punch him in the head for being annoying and getting in his way. Uh, because that's too much. Because if Undertaker and Brock Lesnar then fought the people that were fighting him apart... I, I agree. I completely agree with you. I think best case scenario... Like, Curtis Axel, like, pulls Undertaker's arm. Undertaker just turns around and clocks him. Yeah. Darren Young, like, grabs his other arm. And Undertaker just choke slams him. Like, they, because that doesn't, and then, like, the same with Brock Lesnar. Whatever random guy, uh, Neville, like, <laughs> like somehow skips past mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar tears him in half. Yeah. I feel like as exciting as that would be, it's too much. Because suddenly the audience would be like, Brock Lesnar and Undertaker. Like, their focus would be, it's too good, I think. Because then you'd be focused on Brock Lesnar and Undertaker versus everyone, and you really want to focus on the two of them. They wanted to have them separated. But there's 60 guys. Yeah. 60 of them. And also, even, even but, the world's strongest man can't keep them apart. There's other guys involved. You see Mark Henry out there, and it's like, well, he's a he's the world's strongest man. He should be able to just stand in between both of them and keep them at bay with his giant... While well, steam comes out of Brock Lesnar and Undertaker's ears, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're just like he's pushing them at, on their foreheads, and it's like a little kid trying to run at you. Like, Aah! you know what? I uh, I revised my statement. I don't know why they wouldn't do it. I can't justify it. Like, absolutely. I think there was a time where uh, Rock and Triple H would have been held back by the entire locker room, yeah, and they would have attacked everyone who got in their way. Or Stone Cold. Stone Cold just stunned anyone yeah. for any reason, and that's. Uh, and it, had it just been in the ring, okay, they don't knock anybody out. But then they went backstage. This thing lasted for like 20 minutes. It was really, really long, which was cool and fun and great. But punch somebody in the head. Mm-hmm. Knock somebody out. Hit Ascension. <laughs> just knock them out. Or whatever guys were in the black polo shirt with the WWE logo. Like, whoever gets in the crossfire. Yeah, some of those guys got shoved in the beginning, but that was it. Like, they were the first wave. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It was cool. Um, and now there's speculation of, well, who's Seth is, who is Seth going to fight? And they had a showdown between Cena and Seth. People freaked out right away like, oh, no, not champion versus champion. Those guys are doing their own thing. Please, God, no. And there's no contender for Seth. But storyline seems to dictate that it might be Kane because Seth beat Kane up. Mm-hmm. You got Taker doing all this stuff with Brock. Where, where's Kane? Kane went to Hawaii via Seth Rollins game of vacation and then he came back and got beat up by Brock and Seth Seth dropped stairs on so even at the advantage of coming back from a vacation uh maybe he vacated a little bit too much maybe I don't know and I don't know what's going on with Kane now could he be the demon again is he just still a corporate guy that hates Seth even more now it depends who's asking oh Kane's here that's right Scott (laughs) Nuff Sorry, you, you, uh, you're just you have your ukulele there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was enjoying this pineapple, and then you started stared at it strangely when I was trying to introduce myself. I didn't know that you were sitting in one of the chairs. You just swiveled around like well, a bad that's guy. right, Scott Narver and Steve Sears. I'm here to tell you guys what the true story of SummerSlam, Seth Rollins, and Glenn Jacobs Kane is. Oh, Glenn Jacobs Kane. Glenn Jacobs Kane. Oh, we're really hoping that the demon would come back. Oh, you mean this red mask I have right here? Ooh, it's still on the case. You want me to case. put it on? It's still in the case. I can just open this case just like this. Can you? It seems like Stephanie has control over you. Oh, does she? Because she owns the mask? Yeah. Well, what if I was to... I can't seem some sort of glass force field. Can't... <laughs> Mm. It looks like you can just open it. There's a little... Hinges on the back. Mm, tiny handle. There's a little handle right Fingers there. Fingers slipping. Yeah. Oh. Ah. oh, you can't open it. I can't. Glenn oh, Jacob not unless can't. I finish this pineapple that Stephanie McMahon told me I had to eat. 
You're just eating the pineapple? I have to eat three pineapples every day. Stephanie McMahon told me so. I hear it makes your sperm taste good. Well, you would know. <laughs> yeah, because I heard that. Yeah, I bet you heard it. I did. Somebody told me that once. Yeah, was it you to yourself in a phone message you were leaving for yourself? Well, Telling yourself what a good time you had? Well, sometimes, yeah. As, as reminders to myself, I instead of post-it notes, I, I just call and leave myself messages. Yeah, it's the voice memo system. What do you got, an iPhone? What is that, a Galaxy? It's a Galaxy S5. Samsung. <laughs> yeah, it's Samsung. Uh, Which is exactly what I'm going to do to Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. You're going to make his sperm taste better? I'm going to make his Samsung. His, oh, okay. Are you going to fight Seth Rollins? I'm going to fight him. And even if it isn't in a match, I just want to let you know that I'm going to make Seth Rollins' blonde hair turn brown and his brown hair turn blonde. <laughs> what about his black hair? I can't do anything about that. Well, he has a lot of black hair. Well, it's just going to be his eyebrows and his streak then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So you're going to fight Seth Rollins. Yeah, I saying. don't know if it's official yet, but I'm really pissed at that guy. You could say I'm really miffed. Oh, you're miffed pissed. Yeah, I'm missed. Okay. Yeah, I guess you could say I've got a lot of opportunities. And in that case, I've missed the opportunity because I'm so miffed and pissed at it. Are you going to take his championship? Is that how miffed pissed you are? If I don't have a match, I might just take it from him when he's not looking. You're the director of operations. Can't you just make a match with you and Seth in it? I don't understand what you do. What is it? What do you do as director of operations? What does the do do? Yeah, what's the do do? <laughs> I can tell you what the do does. What's the do does? Most of the time I look at operations. Yeah. And then I come up with plans right. and schedules and how to best implement and direct them. Oh, God, that sounds taxing. It's not so bad. I mean, the hardest part, I think, is putting on a dress shirt every day and a tie. I really just like wearing these slacks, belts, and nice dress shoes. Well, how is, can I ask, how is Hawaii? Oh, my God, it was so great. We saw pictures. They uh, posted pictures on Raw. Look, a lot of those were fake, but my favorite ones what? were real. Those were fake? Yeah. Why? Though I can't believe it. Those were fake. Why would they post fake photos? It's those PR guys. I oh. don't know what they want. They want to have a very specific image against a green screen. <laughs> My job as Kane or the do mm -hmm. is to have a good time on vacation. So what did you really do on vacation? I ate three pineapples every day. And then what did you like? Did you did you? Stephanie said I wasn't allowed to go to the beach unless I wore my special suit. What? What's your special suit? Just like a paper painter suit. <laughs> what? Oh, no wonder they didn't want to take photos of that. I'm not allowed to get tan. Did you meet any ladies? I met plenty of ladies. Yeah? Yeah. Did you... Did you? Did I choke slam them? Yeah. No, but I did tombstone pile drive them because that's my move too. Oh, nice. That sounds exciting. Yeah, I did it on the sand so no one got hurt. Actually, that seems like it would really hurt because sand it was is very actually... very hot. Yeah. Very hot sand. Let if you me, melt it, it turns to glass. Let me ask you about this. Your brother's back now. Mm. Undertaker. Yeah. He's fighting Brock Lesnar. Mm. Don't you want to be on the same card as him? Don't you want to be fighting the Brothers of Destruction all these years later on the same card, taking out your enemies? Oh, that sounds like a really great match. The Brothers of Destruction versus Brock Lesnar and Darren Young. That sounds like something the people want to see. Wait, why, why Darren Young? I thought Darren Young was the top performer in WWE right now. As director of operations, I think I would know what the best booking is to do. You think one half of the tag team champions is one of the best performers right now? In ring, I would have to say yes. Really? Why are you so drawn to Darren Young? I guess you could say I have a soft spot for strange facial hair. He has very strange facial hair. You're right. Have you ever seen me with facial hair? Uh, Only when I wear a mask. Yeah, that's right. You have a little goatee. That's right. Uh, what are your feelings on Enzo Amore then? Very talented. Oh, God. All right, Kane. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. He should take the mask. He should be Tiny Kane. <laughs> what? Tiny Angry Kane. Enzo Akane? Yeah, there you go. That sounds terrible. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. All right, Kane. Uh, Embrace the hate. I. All right. I will. Come on, bring it in. All right, I will. <laughs> ah, we're playing Mercy. Ah, God, you're so strong. Ah. I, this is how I hug. Ah, oh, my fingers are snapping. I can't shoot. 
Shoot, get out of here. Ow, why? Get out of here, Kane. I'm, a, I'm the co-host. Oh, sorry, Scott, I don't have my glasses on. Ow. Where's Kane? Uh, he's the gigantic one. He's the seven-foot guy. No, that's obviously a door. <laughs> no, that's Kane. Well, let me put on my spectacles. Ah, oh, Mr. Jacobs. Uh, thank you for joining us. Please uh, enjoy. help yourself to a breakfast burrito in the guest breakfast lounge. <sighs> Scott, do we still have a guest breakfast lounge? Yeah, it's just one floor lower. Oh, God, why would we keep our guests? Like, uh, don't worry, the green room's downstairs. You just have to go up a flight of stairs before you get to the stage. Yeah, I don't, I'm not good with layouts. I don't know. I'm bad with maps. All right. I play uh, Resident Evil. I can't keep track of what's where. It's the fixed camera angles. That's not your fault. It's also, it's room. It's uh, scary. We go into Very like scary. Resident Evil 4 and 5. I lose track of everything. Oh, they got maps. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm not good. Really? Even with the maps? Yeah, I'm terrible. I can't. I can't have a good lay of the land in my head. There's so little backtracking, though. I thought. No, there's a fair amount sometimes. Yeah, and when then you got to go from a mansion into the, uh, into the uh, the maze gardens. No, and then the cave, like the. And then you got to go back monastery. into like the outhouse, and then you go into the tool shed. And then you get the ram's key, and you have to take it back to the zoo door. Yeah. yeah. See, I lose track of that shit. I get all turned around. Hey, look, it happens. It does. That's happen. why you need like if we were like. 10 or 11 year olds and it was a friday night and we rented resident evil 4 and we were eating pizza yeah i'd be was like no no it's behind you scott you need to go back past the ivy and with the that's what when god of war all those types of games where we're doing that i ask you because i know you have a better lay of the land in your head yeah it's because i can't play those games but i can <laughs> easily remember the lay of the land see and that's why we're a good tag team yeah you play the games i just watch and clap <laughs> uh speaking of watching and clapping uh this we had gone to a Lucha Underground taping a month or two back now. And so those have still yet to be aired. I think it's They're starting to, August we, 5th. We can say now that we went to Ultima Lucha. Yeah. Um, one, one half of those tapings. We're not going to say what happened at those tapings. Some matches are being announced. Um, but we Steve finally watched the first show of it, like the first put-together episode, because you'd only seen it live. Of Ultima Lucha? Or? No, no, of Lucha Underground. Yeah, it was great. So the produced television show. It was awesome. I know a lot of people still haven't seen it. I've only seen a handful of them. I check it out. I recommend everybody watch Lucha Underground. And I think... What are your thoughts on it? Like, what? Is, I think it just feels you... polished. It feels really polished, and it feels like there's no fat, because they edit everything. And it's like, it feels fast. It mm -hmm. feels really fast. I think... I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. They're not sure if they're going to get a season two, but they are still looking at deals. I'm like, if it ends up on Netflix, binge watch it. There's 22 minutes of wrestling, and it's cool stories, and it's just awesome. God, I wish it was available somewhere, like on iTunes or Vudu or something like that, because I would, I would have another contest where we'll, we'll buy it for somebody just to get them to watch it. Yeah, it's that good. It's one of those. It's just one of those good shows that feels like the story's there, and I feel like. It makes it's lucha. all story. It feels like yeah, it feels like lucha is really accessible. Like before, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't speak Spanish, so I love watching it if I'm watching it on the Spanish channel. But I haven't done that in years because I don't know what the hell's going on. Right. And this is like it's a cool hybrid. Yeah, it feels like watching the grindhouse aspect is definitely there, and yeah. it just feels cool and gritty and dirty and funny and cool. What did you walk away from in that episode? Was there anybody that you you walked away and you go like, ooh, that guy? Uh, or ooh, that zero gal. fear. Uh, Pentagon. Pentagon Junior. Yeah, he's awesome. That guy is so fucking cool. Yeah, and I don't think you're ever gonna see him in WWE. Maybe a TNA someday. Maybe an ROH. But I, it's this guy's show. It's yeah. It's like, like this, he shines there. You need a show that sort of builds its narrative and like has suspense and sort of builds. Uh, I want to say excitement but i feel like tension they i've never seen a wrestling show build tension before and this guy only okay. speaks in spanish they have subtitles at the bottom of the screen Ian? yeah <laughs> and he is so like whatever vignette they show that's been edited with him mm -hmm. it builds his mythos so that when he steps out and he's still speaking in spanish and he's like showing like and he has a showdown with anybody it's just super intense yeah in a way that all other wrestling products don't do it because it's a fixed camera. Mm -hmm. They don't cut back. And TNA did it for a little while with Hogan when they were doing like their weird 
super documentary HD stuff. Right. I really like that a lot. But this is doing that, but better. They're doing it more as filmmakers opposed to, like, look at this sort of, like, this gritty sort of realism we captured. And WWE does fixed cameras, almost like a fisheye lens, I feel like. Where it's like, pan to this person, pan to this person. Yeah. Oh no, someone's walking in from out of frame. Yeah. And it's, they've it's mastered a, it. It's a formula that they've mastered. They created it, I feel like. Yeah. They really pushed it and they made it what it is today. But how many times is someone going to say their, how many times is The Rock going to say something and then stare off into the upper right corner while the audience cheers and then you slowly fade to commercial? We want this guy. Clap, clap, yeah. Clap, clap. Hey, cue that guy's music link. All right. Yeah, and I think there's just this element of, I, like, WWE just has long takes. Like, they're always live. So how do you, uh, how do you program for Saturday Night Live when you have 90 minutes of television? That's why sketches are seven minutes long. Yeah. So WWE will sh- will have a 20 minute segment and then pull 40 seconds for the montage that is always so cool that right before the match or the pay per view. Mm-hmm. That you see, and you get all the highlights of that. Uh, Lucha Underground starts by doing the highlights. It feels and, like and it's best story, yeah. but it's it's several minutes long. But they took something that was maybe ten and cut it down to four, and show you the best and most important things of everything. Yeah, I think one of my favorite parts of any pay per view is the like the fight video before the fight, like the lead up stuff. Lucha is nothing but fight videos, and then the match. Yeah, we Which, had Pentagon Jr. challenging Vampiro, and then they had a segment in the ring where we're still talking to each other and challenging each other. In WWE, again, that would have been 20 minutes, and it would have been pretty cool, but it still would have been 20 minutes. But this one was edited for, not for time, but it was edited for pace and, and for content and for tension. And it's like it was edited by filmmakers. And it was scored. There that, was music. That's right, yeah. There was music at the end to make it swell like to bring more emotion to it where it's like you know vampiro finally accepts the challenge and and beats up pentagon and then music swells he's in the crowd and it just cuts to all these little moments that you just need to see at the end and it's the biggest thing in the world because you go holy shit it is super rad it's super rad so watch lucha underground if you haven't already it's building to ultima lucha which is just insane that was great live. I'm actually, I'm really excited to see it on TV to see how they put it together. Cause yeah. going like I was, it was super exciting live, but I'm wondering how do you just pick the highlights of it being very exciting? So it feels like it's right. just going to blow everybody out of the water. And how many episodes will it be? Mm-hmm. Cause what we saw could have been three episodes at least. It's a, it's a shame that they're not doing it as a special. Do you know what I mean? Like just like a one but either a, a one hour or a two hour sort of like because it, it honestly it'll it's be even, over a few nights though i think it'll be a series of i think a that's right specials but i think lucha underground needs like honestly that pay-per-view model while dead there is something to be said not for revenue but certainly for what a pay-per-view feels like they feel like holidays they feel like special events they feel right. like uh you know battleground is money in the bank part two or part three you know i like it's sort of you're looking forward to a movie coming out i'm looking forward to pay-per-views and i think that's something it's like yeah because this is going to be special pay-per-view yeah but we're not going to get together and order them no but that's because we're not in our 20s look we're (laughs) look we don't we're not we're done growing yeah we're not getting high and watching pay-per-views anymore, man. We've got taxes to do. I guess now's the time when I would get high and watch pay-per-views. Like, well, I'm in my 30s. Yeah. I think, but I would get together for a Lucha Underground pay-per-view. Or a special. Ultima Lucha. They're chopped it up into 22-minute increments. Why do you keep saying it's 22 minutes? Because it's, it's the show's 30 minutes long, right? No, it's an hour. Really? Yes. Oh, when we watched it, we skipped a lot of stuff then. No, we skipped a match. Really? Yeah. It went. Oh, we had this conversation then too. You're then like, I'll say this: it goes by so fast because it's so good. <laughs> like I was like, "Oh, it's over!" Like I was disappointed when it was over because mm-hmm. I really liked it. It's a great show. Uh, you know, there's another wrestling show potentially popping up. You know, what's that? Global Force Wrestling. 
They're going to start taping their shows. You know, we've been talking. They don't talking, have a network yet. We've been talking about Jeff Jarrett's new promotion for a while. They did this himself with New Japan. They've been. Uh, He's in TNA and having exclusive interviews. Well, and all right. I was building to that. I was building to that. Oh, okay. He's done some stuff with New Japan. He's been tiddling about in TNA. Uh-huh. He's been all over the place. Yeah, he has been all over the place. I guess you could say all over the globe, Scott. Sure. And it's still never quite certain what the hell's going on, what it is. I guess it's its own promotion, sure, but they're going to start taping shows with no network to air it on. Well, I mean, that means they have a back catalog. I mean, I, Lucha Underground showed that you can do that. Sure. I mean, Lucha Underground took the model of, we're going to tell a season's worth of story. They might just be taping wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Shit. But I have a, you're, I have a feeling, though, they're probably just taping wrestling matches. They they're could not, be. Yeah. And I don't know who wants to even buy this. Like, who wants it this point? How many more? Look, this I, is uh, it's Ring a global company or promotion, America. or I'm not really sure what it is. It's a global <laughs> something that allies itself to other larger wrestling promotions, and then it somehow manages to promote awesome kick-ass shows. I can see the value in it. I don't know who would want to purchase it, but, but I what, definitely... what channel at this point? Like who who even runs TV at this point that would want to buy that? I, just, Destination I don't know. Destination America's already bought two uh, wrestling shows. Like a TBS, maybe. I mean, they're around. What's uh, Men of a Certain Age? What isn't that on TBS? Scott Bakula. Yeah, that show that was like ten years ago that was on for a season. Maybe, but I'll say this: Scott Bakula. Wonderful valet. Ray Romano, wonderful valet. Andre Brower, probably the best manager you could get in the wrestling business. I see. Yeah! 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 Wow. Wow. Uh, Mr. Turner, Ted Turner. (laughs) Get three! I I can't help but think... I heard you boys talking on my CB radio. Did you hear us talking about buying things? Yeah, I sure did. Well, I heard there's new wrestling I'm done by up. There is some new wrestling. (laughs) Mr. Turner, thank you for joining us on uh, the Curtain Jerks Wrestling Podcast. Hey, it's a good time to be here, boys. I have a deal to announce to you. All right. uh, Scott and I are all ears. Vince McMahon can suck my little picker. Uh, He can suck my little dried up picker right now. That's Because I'm going to put him out of business once and for all. That's the deal. (laughs) Yeah, that's the deal. Because I signed me a new wrestling show. Uh, well, I, what's is it Global Force? Are you It's Global Force Wrestling. Jeff Jarrett's Global Force Wrestling. Wow. I, I think this is, uh, listeners, I should probably point out, every time there's that moment of silence, it is uh, Mr. Turner making finger guns. Yeah. Yeah, the state of California will not let me c- carry a concealed weapon. Well, so, I just pulled out my finger guns. I should Woo! say they would not be concealed because you would be shooting them in a small room. <laughs> That's what they said. Because they said, what's your plan with this weapon? I said, well, I'll just shoot it in the air whenever I got good news. Woo! Well, I, you know what? I think that is good news. I think you allied with Jeff Jarrett would make a wonderful promotion. Do you have any sort of exciting new ideas that you want to bring to the wrestling game? Or do you want to do more of a WCW approach and sort of go, this is what I'm familiar with. This is what I want to stick to. We're going to have good old Southern wrestlers getting in the ring. Right? And then before they start a match, I'm going to come out there and Jeff Jarrett's going to come out there and Jeff Jarrett's going to pull down my drawers and then I'm going to say to Vince McMahon, why don't you come on this show? Why don't you come on the Superstation and suck my little dried up picker? Now, suck it that, up good. I'm suck sorry. it up, Vince McMahon. Suck up my little tiny little picker. Uh, now, Mr. Turner, is that every episode? That is every episode, every every 15 minutes on the hour. Okay, every 15 minutes on the hour. That's interesting that you said every 15 minutes because TBS and I think TNT, they did weird 15-minute programming too, we right? Did, we did five minutes over. That's right, five minutes over. That's an extra five minutes of Mr. Man coming to suck my little picker. Wow, Mr. Turner, uh, speaking of uh, wrestling... Uh, would you say that you're going to sort of try to push greater maybe sexual content in your show or maybe more violence? Are you going to try to push the envelope? Oh, yeah, you bet. Because we're going to have, we're going to have, remember the Nitro Girls? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
We're going to have the, the lovely cheerleaders. The global gals. Okay. That's right. Big and heavy gals coming out in spandex, dancing for all the men. And now, are you just saying that, that they're big because you said the word gals, or the globe is what denotes that they're large? No, look at the size he's got. I got some headshots and some body shots right here. Look at the size of these gals. They're lovely ladies. I, Obese I is the way of the future. Now, I can't help but notice you picked very multicultural people. Are these to represent each of the nations of the world? That's right. Look inside. Each gal is at least 300 pounds. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, and it's all woman. It's all woman. And they're going to come out, and they're going to get around the ring, and they're going to start dancing, and then they're going to come in the ring, pull down my drawers, and tell Vince McMahon to suck my tiny little picker, because I'm going to finally put him in the sports entertainment out of business, we're going to have wrestling again. Well, Mr. Turner, I feel like maybe... <laughs> oh, there's the finger guns. Uh... It sounds like maybe, or do you have some hard feelings still from the end of the Monday Night Wars? Do I have hard feelings? I lost. And he comes out with this show, the Monday Night Wars, showing little clips of me and saying I'm dumb and I'm an idiot and I lost and he's a big winner. Well, now he can suck my tiny wiener. That's right. Look at here. I'm going to pull him down right now. Uh, you look at my you know tiny what, little Mr. picker. Turner. Look at my tiny little picker. He's going to, he's going to. Have the hardest time getting his little his mouth on my little pecker. You know what, Mr. Turner? Normally, do I don't do this, but actually, there's some lotion right behind you. If you are feeling a little dried up, you're welcome to take a dollop with you when you when you go. No need. I'm just gonna wait for Vince McMahon to moisten me right good. Uh, right here. Yeah. I'm going to have him come on this show to promote Global Force Wrestling on TBS Superstation. Vince McMahon, you can come on this show what, and suck my little What a coup tiny to get to someone like Vince McMahon to promote Global Force Wrestling. Honestly, uh, I don't want to wish you luck because I don't think you need it. But if you could somehow get Vince McMahon even in the same room with you on the same camera, I would be blown away. He's going to have liver spots all up inside his mouth. Wow. Mr. Turner. Thank you very much for joining us. That is a you paint a vivid picture, sir. Global Force Wrestling on TBS Superstation. Watch it along with our other fine programming. Scott, what's left on TBS? Is that the Action Pack? Is that still on? The Braves? I don't like Knight Rider twenty forty four. Oh, the one that Lehman was in. No, that was he was on the NBC Knight Rider one. There was Knight oh. Rider. There was like Knight Rider Force. Really? Yeah. There's another Knight Rider? Yeah, Vanishing Sun was on there, and um, maybe... Is Vanishing Sun the crossover TV series between the movie The Vanishing and Rising Sun? Wow, it's about a Japanese businessman whose wife gets kidnapped? Uh-huh. I do what I can. <laughs> God, if you know either of those two movies, anybody, I'm sorry. Well, look, the original European version was really good. Of the vanishing or rising sun? The vanishing. I mean, it was. I mean, I like both. Was it Bridges or Sutherland? Bridges and, and Sutherland in the American version. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Connery and Snipes. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the first time like uh, anyone I like anyone I knew heard that you could eat sushi off of a naked person. <laughs> and like everyone was like, "Oh, it's a very sexy movie. It's a very sexy." Movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ray Wise is in that movie too. Is he? Yeah, I think he's like the corporate guy in Japan. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. What a scary dude. Great actor. You know what I watched last night? What? Um, and I remember you telling me about it, saying you loved it. I watched MacGruber. Yeah. Did you like it? No. Not at all? I loved it. Yes. It's so fucking funny. And I was, I okay, I am guilty of this quite often. I believe we all are, no matter how open and artistic and loving you are of all the world, <coughs> ex-girlfriend, uh, that... You can be super prejudiced about something, about art, about people, about whatever it is. And then at some point in life that you just take it and you go like, all right, whatever, I'll deal with this right now. I was that way about the MacGruber movie. It didn't help when they guest hosted Raw and it was painfully brutal. Yeah, that sucked. But Um, the movie doesn't. No, the movie's fucking hilarious. I... I can say it's funny and you'd be like, all right, no, it's really funny. It, I, I think the reason I like it so much is how intense it is. Mm-hmm. And it, like, I think my perfect movie would be The Sensibilities of MacGruber, but I'd push the action just a little bit more. Because, it to me, they go really well together. Yeah, they go much heavier on jokes than they do on actions. Yeah, but I think, like... But still, it's great. Yeah, there's just something about... When he goes into that nightclub to, like... It's like, don't worry, we're going to do some reconnaissance and find this bad guy, because this bad guy owns this nightclub. 
and he goes in there and he just starts talking to people. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie, which is so badass. <laughs> and of course, uh, famously known, there's six wrestlers in it: uh, Chris Jericho, Big Show, MVP, Mark Henry, Great Khali. And whoever that last one is can be a surprise. Sure. Uh, and it's been talked about several times, and it's it's just awesome to see all those guys show up in the movie. They're hilarious. Jericho's got a scene with uh, with um, uh, Will Forte. Um, just hilarious. He holds his own, man. Oh, my God. He gosh. is so... Like, I, it makes me want to see a Chris Jericho action movie. We talked about it on his podcast where he said he improvised. Like, he just had three lines, mm-hmm. and then Forte... Gave him that little bit extra, and he wanted to just riff more because he thought, I, I can do this. And he did it, and he held his own. So it was, it was great. Like, if you like comedies, hopefully, because you're listening to this show. You like wrestling, hopefully, because you're listening to this show. It's a perfect blend of that stuff where you get your comedy and you get some wrestling action. I love it. I'm so glad you saw it, and I'm so glad you liked it. Oh, God, I loved it. I loved it. It's time for Jerk Tweets. Follow us at Curtain Jerks and send us your hashtag Jerk Tweets. It could be about the podcast. could be about wrestling. could be about a Dave Made a Maze. Ask your questions and we shall answer. Mm-hmm. Or I'll just not see it and then forget about it. And then you got to send it again. Yeah. You know, whichever. I know we answer a lot of stuff on the podcast anyway that you didn't ask. Like, did Scott see MacGruber? Or I does, did. does Steve love RoboCop? I do. Uh, Big Boss Fan says... You still laugh at that, Dave, every time. It's so clever. Big Boss Fan says, Which wrestlers were your first impressions wrong about? For example, I thought Duke the Dumpster Drossy was going to be huge. In my defense, I was 12 and stupid. Wow. It sucks when you're both 12 and stupid. Yeah, I mean... What are you gonna do? What are you Grow gonna do? up, get smarter? <laughs> no way. No, I'm getting younger and dumber. <laughs> uh, I know I'm getting dumber, um, but you're not getting younger. That's true. That is that is glaringly true. Each day I look in the mirror. Um, one guy that comes to the top of my head that I can remember that I thought was gonna be fucking big time. I thought it was gonna be so huge was Ludwig Borga. Puh. Uh, I know I mentioned him on the show before. I'm going to look him up this time because I, all I told you last time, I'm like, yeah, he was in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, he was this guy they were doing all these vignettes for and was really, they were really building him up. And it was the first time I recall seeing a wrestler um, that I hadn't ever heard of or seen before in magazines. And it was just some new guy. And with all their vignettes, I'm like, oh, he's going to be huge. And he was Finnish. Um, he is Finnish, I guess I should say. And so they're building that up. Like, oh, the first Finnish real fighter. Like, he was a sort of shoot fighter. So he had this tough guy wrestling image. But he was a real wrestler. And I thought he was going to be the biggest thing in the world. And I remember going to a live event and he was in the crowd um, up near where we were. And I saw the size of him. And I was tiny and young. And he scared the hell out of me and i'm like this guy oh my god he's scouting opponents that's what i thought he was doing i'm like yeah he's going to shows and scouting opponents oh my god guy was there for a cup of coffee like nothing happened with the guy well he shouldn't have spilled it on vince mcmahon he should that was a bad move but uh, it wasn't a joke or anything he wasn't as far as i recall they don't really ever seem to show him in footage and stuff anymore but i thought look big borgo was gonna be gigantic uh, Heidenreich. Really? Yeah. You really thought he was going to be big? I, I just liked him. And then he, I was sort of disappointed every time anything happened with him. <laughs> and like, especially with a name like Heidenreich, I was like, oh, this should be interesting. And it wasn't. Even He even had Paul Heyman with him, right? There, yeah, I'm trying to remember all the incarnations of Heidenreich. Red he trunk, guy... Heidenreich. Blue trunk, Heidenreich. <laughs> right? That's pretty much it. He was in UPW. He was one of the guys that I saw then. Like, Heidenreich was doing stuff with Nathan Jones. Mm -hmm. And he was the two giants that were watching over the boss, Rick Bassman. So all these guys like Joey Ryan, John Cena, Victoria, um, Nathan Jones, Heidenreich. Like, he was one of those guys. And I wasn't very impressed with him there, except for he was gigantic. But he was in the WWE. I think he was just a monster. 
he did the poetry where he raped Michael Cole against that doorway. Uh, I don't think he wrote those poems. What? Yeah. But they were so unimpressive. I thought I he know did. I'm a poem apologist, but I don't think he wrote them. Uh, he was one half of Legion of Doom for a little bit. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? No. Okay. And then, yeah, Heyman was with him and made his last name the most badass name in the world. Because Heyman can do that. He was just going, Heidenreich. Yeah. And you went, oh, he must be good now. Just keep repeating it, mm-hmm. Mr. Heyman. I believe you. And then the only thing I liked was when he was driving that Bronco when he was facing the Undertaker. Oh, yeah. But that was the only thing I thought was interesting about him. Yeah, they tried. Especially when he chants his own name. <laughs> That's the one thing. He'd do his little hammer hook arm and he'd be like, Heidenreich. It's yeah. like he was reminding himself what his own name was. I feel like that guy got a fair shake. Yeah, I bet he did. He got plenty of opportunities. Plenty of opportunities, and sometimes it's just like you're a gigantic guy, and then you got to be like a Nathan Jones where you just go to the the motion picture business. Scott, how are you supposed to carry the SmackDown brand when WWE doesn't even want to carry the SmackDown brand? I don't know, man. You hear that, circa mid-2000s? Do you? Listen to us on your crazy podcast format that doesn't exist yet no no no. turn down to the great american bash and just listen to us for a little while <laughs> uh yeah those are two guys i th- i think those are those are good answers right there yeah i like those heidenreich and ludwig borga both yeah super german finnish sounding names i don't know scott i don't know why we wanted so much from those guys and we were so disappointed when they didn't deliver <laughs> speaking of not delivering at all all right, this was something sent to us last week on Twitter, right before we had started recording, and um, there just wasn't time to go into this. There just wasn't time to talk about this. Quid Pro Quo Joe sent me a link about Virgil. We all know Virgil. Million Dollar Man's uh, bodyguard. Uh, NWO B-Team power player. <laughs> Ooh, B-Team, that's being kind. Uh, of, of WCW. He was Vincent then mm-hmm. because I'm sure the name Virgil was owned. And hey, what are you going to do? Buy it? No. That guy made a lot of money. Virgil's doing his thing. He shows he up to autograph sessions. He made so much money he didn't even have to have sleeves on his sequin tuxedo jacket shirt that's, with bow tie. That's right. He didn't. Uh, I don't know if I've ever told the story on here. I know I've told the story to Steve. Is it the, I, You have told the story on the podcast where you saw him at a convention, yeah, and he asked for your cell phone, yeah, and to make some betting bets. Yeah, he. This was God. This was maybe like two thousand seven or so at Comic Con. Virgil was there, and this was new to me then, and maybe it was before the Lonely Virgil phenomenon, like far before. And he was there, and I talked to him quite a bit, and he was very nice, and uh, he kept wanting to borrow my cell phone because his was dead, and he. Like you said, had a lot of uh, sports bets that he was checking on. And this was before the days of everybody had a really Is that him calling you? (laughs) It is. He's like, hey, man, how the Cubbies doing? (laughs) Um, Oh, buddy. (laughs) Never bet on the Cubbies. (laughs) Well, and that's every team that he had. He's like, fucking Yankees. Fucking this team. Fucking that team. He's like, I see where all your money went. Holy shit, this is so sad. You you're bet- betting on your Heidenreichs and your Lufin Borges. Yeah, you're be- you're betting away. Like you could have made some investments, but you just had a lot of money and it's gone. And he was telling me, he's showing me photos of there's some NWO car, and he's going like, "That was my car, and they bought it for me, and I just had it." I'm going, "Where the fuck did all this money go?" Like Virgil really scared me. Um. In proximity about my future. And my finances, Scott. Don't get high. You can't afford it. <laughs> That's true. I can't. So uh, there has been the there's this GoFundMe of help Virgil become the million dollar man, and so you are you, you are flabbergasted by this. You mentioned it last week. I'm trying week. not to just badmouth the guy. I know, but like you're it's not so much that you're trying not to badmouth them you're also like i can see on your face you are so flummoxed by this whole thing you're like it's ridiculous he's asking for a million dollars he's asking for a million dollars and so here's what it says remember me i'm mike jones aka wrestling star virgil i am verified on twitter now at the real virgil which means i am the real deal 
I have been around the world 30 times and my life has always been about the hustle. I started out in the old WWF as the bodyguard of the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase and said to myself, now it is my time to be the millionaire. If you have watched wrestling, then you know who I am. I will inspire you that Million Dollar Dreams can come true. Show your love for your favorite wrestler ever by giving me $1, $10, $100, shit, $1,000 and make me a millionaire. You could make this happen and I would be forever grateful. Every day I hustle and now I'm trying to show the world that this dog can be taught new tricks. Except for working for your money. Uh, the new trick is the crowdfunding. He's I mean, not what is doing any, He's not giving anything for it. I understand There's no, I like, wrestlers needing surgeries and asking for help and doing that and fans showing their support and appreciation. But this has nothing. He's not giving anything. I think He's it's not right there. Videos Scott, I you? think it's in there. I think it's specific. A million dollar dream sounds expensive to me. It sounds very expensive. <laughs> it's so fucking expensive. Isn't that, there's no phone call. There's no video. Well, so what no... are you are, like? Are you worried? Do you think this is going to open the floodgates and now everybody thinks they can just ask for money on crowdfunding? You know why I don't think that? Why? Because he's asking for a million dollars. And in 22 days by 18 people, how much money do you think Virgil has? Mm, $780. $135. Oh, well, it's a lot more than I really thought. So I don't think this is going to open up the gates to that. I just think it's in such poor taste to not offer anything. If you're going to ask for money flat out, I get it. Like, if you're just unaware and that's what you're going to do, you got to give something, though, for somebody's well, money. Well, I mean, have you we heard of We do a in... free podcast every week. Yeah. We don't ask for a lot. We've occasionally talked about, uh, uh, you know, you can send, send us fingers. Uh, you can send us fingers. Um, and Of yourself. Don't get them from your friends. You know, the rate and review on iTunes, like, that is money to us. That, you know, maybe it, it glosses over you, but the rate and review on iTunes is huge to us. Following us on a SoundCloud, liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, um, all those things equal money to us down the line. It's an investment in us, and he's giving nothing. We've been doing this for years and well, trying he's, to give. I think the 30 trips around the world and all the years he put in, even though he was getting paid then, I think that's why he thinks he was, he's owed because he spent 30 years doing it. But he was getting paid those 30 years. I Yes. Would, he was getting paid during that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, have you heard of a, is there ever a situation where you feel like a campaign like this is worthwhile or like not Absolutely. so much with the, like the incentives or sort of the, um, I mean, this obviously is, there's not a lot to gain from it. No. But do you think, is there anybody who you think who could get away with something like this? Yes. I, I think there is. I, I think. Is it a matter of charm? Well, yeah, I think it's some charm, but I think it's giving something back. I want to read a couple of comments first, though, because these comments are fucking great. Brad Thacker writes, I am Virgil's manager at Arby's, and I am very upset he is using company time to beg people for money, especially when we had a discussion with him this past week about his time management and inability to salt curly fries properly, not to mention the cases of melted cheese that have come up missing. Virgil, million dollar belts, and dropping Brutus Beefcake's name to customers doesn't do shit. They just want to know why he didn't put Arby's sauce in the bag. Get back to work or you will hear you're fired coming from me and not from Vince. Wow, that is quite a, a wonderful, vivid story. See, I want to give that guy a dollar because that guy did something for me. Like, he made me laugh. Um, I, uh, here, you read Mike Bartley. Mike Bartley. This is what Mike Bartley wrote on the GoFundMe campaign. Mike Bartley, five days ago. I need my anus bleached. <laughs> and since you're obviously out of work, I'm going to need you to hop on down to Sally's House of Anal Bleach and pick some up. You may be asking, why does this crazy white boy need his balloon not to be pretty? Well, that's because I'm an ass model. I thought you might need this gig since you're obviously knowledgeable about assholes. I know you prob had a lot of tender locker room moments when you were actually allowed in a real wrestling locker room, but my ass is not the place for that. Just clean up my turd cutter and leave. Mike Bartley, a modern poet. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is just amazing. Craig Machlowski says, you are a very sad for person for asking people to donate, to donate to you. People on here really need help like I do. You are an asshole. 
Does it link to his GoFundMe page? No, it doesn't, but I'm sure I could click on his face and get that. So <laughs> I need $3 because this guy clicked me in the face. <laughs> I've got a bruise here, here, and small internal hemorrhaging in around this eye. So this is crazy to me. This is just crazy to me, and I can't imagine... I mean, what if other wrestlers did do this? Scott, can you imagine if another wrestler ever did something like this? Hello, ladies. Whoa. <laughs> Val Venus, what are you doing here? I'm here to cash in on this craze. This cash in on Go Fund Me. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm glad that fund was in there. Yeah, because I was thinking about renaming the site to... Oh, uh, Mr. Venus, <laughs> I just wanted to thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. We're all the ladies. Actually, it's just Scott and I recording today, as normal. Um, just just us boys. Uh, now, you... Not what I expected. To be perfectly honest, this is going to change how I'm going to ask for money. Uh... <laughs> normally when the ladies are here... They want everything that the big Valboski's got to give to them. Wow, that seems very vivid. Uh, do you have a GoFundMe page? Very veiny, one might say. I guess you could say very veiny, yes. Where could I put this towel? Uh, you could keep it tightly cinched around your waist, please. All right, I'm just going to hike it up a little uh, bit as I sit down. Please. Because it's rather warm in here, yes, and it's it like is. a sauna. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> My rocks are getting salty. Yes, Mr. Venus. Uh, now, Mr. Venus, do you have, in fact, have a GoFundMe page? I sure do. Now, what are you asking for? I am asking for $2 million. Wow, not to be outdone. Val Venus is asking for $2 million. Now, uh... But I give something for my donations. I'm glad that you said that because Scott had a criticism that Virgil does not give anything besides the few words of uh, of encouragement that dreams, million-dollar dreams can come true. Now, what do you provide for your supporters? I provide coming to the town. Uh, now, could you elaborate on that? Does that mean you take someone out? Is that a... Uh, you, you come when you come to town. So you And that town is... Finger bang city, bitch. <laughs> wow. Now, Mr. Venus, uh, is that adjacent to Suplex City? That's right. It's right across the way from Suplex City. The sister but cities? it's far more pleasurable. Uh, that's sister city. Sister. Cities. <laughs> sister cities. Okay. Now, Mr. Venus, uh, do people have to come to said finger bang city? As part of the donation, you will come every time you come to finger bang city, bitch. Wow. Now, Mr. Venus, I couldn't help but notice it's every time you say that, your head wobbles a little bit because you get very excited about it. Uh, is there any other perks that get you very excited? Sure do. The towel comes off, and that means this turns into the sash that shows that I'm the mayor of Finger Bang City, bitch. Let me just remove this towel oh, right now. Wow. And if you see that I tie it around me, and now says mayor on it. You are a mayor of Finger Bang City. Are you ready to be finger banged, bitch? Wow. Uh, now, I couldn't help but notice I was looking at this GoFundMe page, and there is a short video, uh, but apparently I have some sort of ad blocker up, and I can't watch it. I was wondering if you could describe to me what that goes. NFSW. I'm sorry? NFSW. Oh, not safe for work? <laughs> or not for safe work. Because I believe... Did I get that correct? Or did I... NFSW? NFSW. Okay. No fucking... So it's work? No fucking... So it's work. That's uh, right. Okay, good. Good to know. Um, Then, you know, a lot of people... That's... A lot of people say that a video for a GoFundMe page or a Kickstarter or any sort of crowdsourcing stuff is really, like, crucial. I don't think it's crucial. I think your name is enough, Mr. Venus. Uh, I think the spelling of your name is very comical. Uh, you're a mayor. I, I think you've got... A finger bang city, bitch. That's right. So you do have the politics going for you. I think you have a lot going for you for this GoFundMe page. Um, and of course, I'm a wrestler. So over the years, I've had a lot of broken bones. And as you see from my fingers, they've been banged up a couple of times. I Yes. Yes, they have. Which allows the most pleasure for finger bang. Your fingers, city bitch. Yes, your fingers do look like some sort of sea anemone frozen. Um, now, would you say that your perks are 
better, worse, or the same as the majority of most crowdsourcing perks? I'd say they're better than all other perks because not only will you be pleasured by donating to the big Valboski, but for $1 million, I'll finger bang Virgil at a convention all by himself. Now, uh, that sounds like, is that a... Um, fundraising goal. So once you reach one million, you would then go over to Virgil's GoFundMe page. It's a perk if you just flat out give me a million dollars. I'll put Virgil in his place by putting my fingers in his place, bitch. So it's not a cumulative. This is if we get to a million, this is going to happen. It's if one person donates one million. One person donates one million dollars, and I'll finger bang Virgil. You know what, <laughs> Mr. Venus? Uh. Best of luck to you. I think this is an incredible GoFundMe. A little bit more graphic than I was prepared for. However, you are so charming that I think you pulled it off. I would like to introduce you to Ted Turner. Uh, I don't know if you've ever met him before, but he's in our guest breakfast lounge downstairs. And I think maybe he can hook you up with that million dollars. If not a million, then maybe some sort of seed investment for your GoFundMe. Then I guess we're all going to come hard when we come to Finger Bang City, bitch. Wow. <laughs> Dude, would you like me to finger bang you? Uh, no, I'm fine. I can't. I don't think I Do can. Do you have any change? It. I don't have any change. Do you have any change? No. Come in. I'm gonna little something for the bus. Uh, no, I. You know what? I'm gonna open a window. I hope you're not gonna get too cold. I'll open up a window for you. No, don't. So, oh, come on. You're use your hands, Mr. Venus. Use your hands. I'll open up a window for you, Venus, Mr. Venus. Use your hands. Uh-huh. See, you just open uh-huh. the window uh-huh. with your hands. Uh-huh. See, thank you. Uh-huh. How about you? You got any change, Scott? Do you have any change? No. All right. Ooh, it's getting cold in here, Mr. Venus. It's getting real cold. Yeah, I like it. Keeps me lasting longer. Oh, boy. <laughs> Go finger bring a burrito or something, please. Please. Have you ever, have you ever done that? Like taking a fork or a spoon <laughs> and like put it in a burrito and scoop all the stuff out and eat it? No. Sometimes I did. Like if you get those Costco burritos and they're still cold in the center. It's all hot on the outside, and it's like you burn your fucking mouth, and it's like it's an ice cube. It's like a bean ice cube in mm-hmm. the inside. Man, it's gotta be rough. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't help but notice if I was just a casual listener, and this was my first episode. Yes. And I didn't hear the beginning of that segment. Yes. I would have assumed that I uh, I was interviewing Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> you might have been. You might have been. Uh, so. I don't know. Virgil's thing, if you really want to give to Virgil, go right ahead. You'll search Virgil on GoFundMe. You can do that. I'll post the link if you if you are so inclined. But I think there are other wrestlers that do this kind of thing that are in need. I would sooner donate to Val Venus because he's offering a little something for you. Yeah, there's. I, I wouldn't call them perks. More like pokes or prods. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he is offering something. And honestly... The best way to vote people is with your wallet. And -hmm. hopefully you get something that doesn't feel intrusive when you pay for it. That's right. Yeah. Hopefully we weren't intrusive to you and you want to give a little something to us. So you can go like our Facebook page and go follow us on Twitter. Leave those rate and reviews on iTunes. Like I said, that's that's money to us. That's poking us right good. Mm -hmm. And we like that. We like that poke. Yeah. It's consensual. (laughs) Yeah. I want it. Yeah, that is that is that needs to be clear, guys. And following us on SoundCloud, reposting the episodes and 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 liking them on there as well. All those help us tremendously. Next week on the podcast, wrestling memes. Tom Anstey returns with an interview with Rockstar Spud. Rockstar Spud will be back on the show, so that's a lot of fun. I heard they recorded an interview in the car together, or the trolley, or the the do wallop. I think you mean the. Vehicle of conveyance. Right. That's what they call yep. them over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, they got different words for everything. Yeah. So be excited for that. That's coming up. Um, Dave made a maze. I know it's being edited right now. That's right. It's being crafted. I've seen some some little snippets put together here and there. It's kind of exciting to see. You got sent a clip the other day. Yeah. Of a sequence. Yeah. Did you? I showed it to you, right? You did. You did show it to me. Very clever. Was it audio or was it just uh, noises? Noise. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's it's so weird. It's it's coming together in small mm-hmm. infancy. So yeah, it's all it's all very uh, very exciting, very exciting time. So uh, Steve, anything else? Uh, no, you? you nailed it. All right. So for curtain jerks, I'm Scott Narber. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids.
You've just listened to another episode of Curtain Jerks. Oh, this is the time where you get all ten of your fingers. They've been uh, itching and ready to go this whole time. You're like, I- I'm going to wait to do this at the end of the I'm podcast. I'm going to wait till the episode's done, and then I'm going to use these things. These things I call hands. Yeah, these things I call hands. Uh, not these biceps and glutes that uh, God has given me. But, but activate them, too, so you can have a full use of your hands. Yeah, uh, clench up them butt cheeks when you go to SoundCloud.com slash Curtain Jerks. Follow us, uh, like the episode, comment, tw- uh, comment during. It. You could, you should have been commenting during this episode. You can go and comment during other episodes because I'm sure you have all the time code marked in your head. Don't you hear the sounds that our voices make? You can comment on the weird noises we make. You can make weird noises of your own. You can write it down and make other people make weird noises by reading it. Yeah, it's it's very interactive. You go on there. You can comment during your favorite parts of the show. You can comment during the parts of your show that you're like, oh, that was uh, quotable. And then you put it in quotes and you stick it up there. And if you're an aesthetics person, orange accents. Right? Orange is the new black, guys. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to be dated. (laughs) No way. No way. Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs. WCW champion if they're still around. Yeah, that's how it works. So it's the orange is the new black WCW crossover. Jason Biggs is the new championship. That belt's almost as big as his head. It is, and even bigger than that is YouTube. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's pretty big. It's a big deal. It's videos online. You can watch pictures of cats moving. Mm-hmm. And you can watch Steve act like a cat on YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. You can see our predictions videos on there. You can see uh, our wrestler pronunciation manuals on there, our prediction videos. Uh, did I say that twice? <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, so it's all there, available for you. We've uh, got some new videos ideas. Videos ideas. Oh, this one's being thrown away. Oh, it'll get chopped up. Or it'll stay exactly the same. It'll be at the end of every episode until the end of time. Oh, please <laughs> throw that meteor down quick. <laughs> receive this transmission from the comedy podcast network for more shows visit comedypodcastnetwork.com wait do you have to do it on the laptop now can't you just run it no, through this since nope, there's nope, internet nope, now nope nope oh, old-fashioned huh